Welcome to Hopeful, Not Helpless, the podcast that aims to empower listeners with hope. By listening to this podcast, you will gain the knowledge and resources you need to take action and make a positive impact in your community. In this episode of Hopeful, Not Helpless, I talk to Maddie Wong, a student athlete at Notre Dame High School. Maddie loves sports and has been playing since she was very young. She created her podcast, Halftime Halfway, to amplify stories of success, challenge, and broken barriers by the most inspiring women in sports. You can check it out on at halftime underscore halfway on Instagram. I'll put her Instagram and podcast link in the description of this episode. Welcome to Hopeful Not Helpless. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. So just to start off, tell me a little bit about your project. Yeah, so um, I made a podcast called Halftime Halfway, which focuses about women empowerment in the sports industry. And for my podcast, I interview uh, coaches, athletes, managers, journalists, and anything in between or above in the in the sports industry so that I can amplify women's stories because there was a lot of implicit bias in the sports industry and the goal of the podcast is to help uh, debunk myths, I would say, about women in sports. That is amazing. So why did you start your podcast or kind of what motivated you? Yeah, so as an athlete, I or and also as a sports fan, I have often been, um, I would say, undermined or questioned as like, oh, you can't throw as far for track and field, or are you really a football fan? Can you name like five other players besides Tom Brady? Stuff like that. Just like always being questioned just because I was a female, like none of my other guy friends ever had to go through that. And it was just, it doesn't feel great. So I was And then I went and I researched more. And then there's a lot of different things that set females apart in the sports industry that isn't really fair. Like we have to start like several steps back because there's a huge pay gap when you're young. Like uh, all sports are like segregated by gender, but then also females always get the worst resources. And then like you just get a lot of misogynistic comments and stuff like that. So just a lot of stuff built up for me to want to create something to help put an end to that I would say like a disparity inequality in sports so that is amazing I think especially just in sports in general a lot of women especially might feel reluctant to do what they love doing just because they might think it's not worth it so I think it's really amazing that you're sending out these messages and trying to debunk these myths and amplify voices of amazing people so that's really yeah 100% the goal is to get like young girls to see that their dreams are possible so that's why I'm trying to interview as many different people as possible amazing okay so how did you start it and kind of how'd you come up with the idea yeah so um I would say it started in like Marchish January to February March was like the planning month mm-hmm. and I came up with it because I wanted to voice my opinion in a way that like I could maintain and I was thinking like what are the different methods that I could get my voice out there and I realized that 
podcasting was a very interesting and it's like a, a method that was becoming more mainstream. So it would be a way for me to get my voice out there while not having to show my face because I don't really like to show my face. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a place for me to talk. It's like a safe space for a woman to talk about their experiences. And that I started just like, um, think I was only thinking about interviewing coaches that I personally worked with because I was like, oh, no one's going to respond to me. But then I decided, why not? Let's just send out a few emails, a few contacts here and there. And I got tons of positive feedback and responses <laughs> from all these like, like women who I've never even dreamed of talking to, like childhood role models. And it's just been a really cool experience since because like, uh, just like the worst that could happen is they say no and that like a lot of people say yes and that has been really empowering and a lot of people have been willing to get behind the message mm-hmm. so I would say that's a huge part of why I um started it and how I started it. It, it but also with the help of like a lot of my friends as well because it's a lot of work to like edit and like cut stuff mm-hmm. and like interview people write questions publish it get approval make the art for the publicity it's a lot of work so definitely I would say that I was only able to help with the support of like my family and friends for sure yeah that's really nice and especially what you were saying about getting people to interview I think it's so cool that now you have this community of people who are all trying to spread the same message and now you know that there are so many people out there who are all working towards the same thing and that's just so amazing to know. 100% yeah Yeah. I totally I'm so happy that there are other people who like back the message and also really are passionate about the same thing as me because that's Mm -hmm. also something that my podcast has helped me find as well for sure. So have you been able to see any of the impact that your podcast has had or have you heard anything? I've gotten a lot of like responses from like, uh, I would say followers or listeners. Like I've Mm -hmm. gotten a few like nice, like very supportive Mm -hmm. emails. Some people that I don't know have like um, posted about it and it's like pretty great to see that happen. Um, I got to hear a lot of, I would say, I got to like interview women who have made bigger impacts than like just through the podcast. Like for example, uh, some people create communities within the NFL, but they're like the people who work for the NFL. And like, I've gotten to see, witness that happen. I've gotten to know, witness other projects take place, like in correlation to my podcast. I wouldn't say that I have made that much of like, like that widespread of an impact, but I would definitely say I've gotten to witness and spread the word of other people's impacts. And that has been really, really like rewarding to like hear about all these cool things that other people are doing and like further voicing it because it's not always like heard, I would say, but like a lot of the people that I've interviewed on my podcast have done some really cool things and Mm -hmm. being able to spread that is an honor. And I would say that is probably the bigger side of the impact. Mm-hmm. that I would have seen this is not really well worded but <laughs> no that was be beautiful. Like the larger side of the impact that I've seen yeah. that my podcast has made <laughs> yeah I love that because that's kind of exactly what I'm aiming to do with this one is amplify the voices of people who are going out and making an impact and just to inspire people who are feeling like they can't do anything to see all these people who are doing such amazing things and kind I of love learn that from so them. Much. Yeah. This is a great idea. This is a great. I, I think you. that your podcast is going to be great and I can't wait to listen to it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so moving on to kind of the hopeful and helpless section. Have you ever felt helpless or kind of just thinking about all the things about the world that you wish were different? And how have I you kind of overcome it? Um, countless times I felt helpless. I always, like, there are many times where I felt helpless. Um, I would say 
after uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Mm -hmm. That was a time where I felt very helpless because she fought for a lot of my rights. And then just like hearing that like someone I was, had seen as like a hero and a protector had like been gone. It was very heartbreaking. And just like countless times when our world has faced a crisis and there was nothing that I can do to stop it, I felt so helpless. But it always ends up with me going down like in a very, very like bad deep spiral, but then coming out the other side with what can I do to help? And it always results in like, I would say a project or uh, just a, a self project or like um, other actions that can contribute even small things to solving the problem like um because I like over summer I was like listening to all the news about the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality and it was really really heartbreaking and out of that I thought of and contacted Rachel and we created the Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. campaign at Notre Dame and I would say out of many experiences where I feel helpless and broken would come projects of strength and like just like things that empower me as well so I would say that like yes I have felt helpless a lot but I would say it leads to better things after feeling helpless yeah that is really nice so how do you kind of make the transition from feeling helpless to being able to take such amazing actions and kind of contribute to those to solving those issues or combating those issues um I would say that it's hard sometimes like different issues of different depth take different amounts of time to like get over. I don't want to say get over, but like yeah. to process, to mm -hmm. process, it takes different amount of time to process different issues. And, um, I guess just absorbing everything that's going on getting your facts, researching different ways you can help and then choosing the best way to help has been kind of my process for processing my process for processing, mm -hmm. I would say either yeah, kind of crisis, tragedy, or trauma. And that is, it takes, it's hard sometimes. The transition is hard. It's different for every single person. Processing takes a different amount of time for every single person. But I think you fully need to understand what you're going through and what the problem is before, like, um, addressing it, I would say. Because I could never have imagined myself creating a podcast about women empowerment in the sports industry when I was young and feeling helpless about it. Because it, it took a while for me to process, oh, this is what I can do. And it took me, like, I would say years, I guess, to, like, think, how can I fix this? Is there anything I can do? So it's different for different things that affect you in different ways. Yeah, so I think you really need to be patient with yourself and not feel like you need to take action right away or you're not going to do anything to help. You just need to take the time to process it and just do what you need to do. I really like that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I totally, I'm totally for that. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about research, researching kind of the actions you can take. How do you go about that process? Um, I would say it involves a lot of Googling for sure. Um, a lot of spiraling on the internet. That's mm -hmm. always fun. So you like search a bunch of different things. I'm pretty sure everyone can relate. Like you go and search a bunch yeah. of different things. It leads to different things. But I guess it would start off with like when you hear about an issue, you research more details about an issue first. Like what else is going like first? Like I like or you experience something first. Like let's start with that. Like I experienced like um, I would say sexism in sports when I was in like fourth and fifth grade. That's when it like started being like legitimate. Mm -hmm. And then. I would say it just kept on going on until I kind of got to high school. And then I started researching, like, um, what about the pay? Like, 
like um, pay gap and like what about like different treatment, different resources. And I like remember seeing this one statistic that like when I was like in freshman year, it was like LeBron James makes more money than all of the people in the WNBA combined. And that was like, wow. Like once that hits you, like you're seeing, seeing like things that like put things in perspective really helps you like flourish your understanding of like how things actually are. Mm -hmm. And I would say um, after that, you go about researching like what have different people already done to it? How can I contribute to their efforts? And then you're thinking of what are small ways that I can take action as well? But yeah, I don't think there's like truly a method or a step-by-step approach that you can take to researching it. I would Mm -hmm. say that um, it's different for everyone and like different on what you think you can provide and what you think you do best. Because for me, I know that using my voice is something that I'm good at. Whereas, for example, creating like tech projects or like um, visual art projects or something like that, that might be someone else's talent. So Mm -hmm. it really depends on what your talent is, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, kind of thinking about what you have to contribute and how you can add to things that have already been done. That's really nice, yeah. So kind of transitioning to hope... What brings you hope and what brings you hope that things can change regarding sexism in sports and just the inequalities that are so prevalent there? What brings me hope? I would have to say people like you. Like, I'm not even kidding. Just hearing people take action and start these projects out of passion Mm -hmm. and also seeing my friends doing such great things. Like, my friends and family give me hope because I see people going out of their way to take action and like combat different injustices in their society, whether or not it impacts them or not. And it's like that, I would say, gives me hope for the future. Like I see our current state of government and a lot of the current things that are going on. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like it's hard. It's easy to feel hopeless sometimes. Mm -hmm. Then you see the people who you know are going to be the future that like the other people in my generation, I feel a lot of hope through that. And what gives me hope through like um, women empowerment in sports is hearing about the small, small step that people are taking. Like my podcast is called Halftime Halfway because I would say that we've made a lot of progress as women to fight for equality. That's why it's halfway. Mm-hmm. And it's only halftime, meaning we have another half half of the battle to fight mm-hmm. for equality because Billie Jean King like did a lot of work to get us like to like, and a lot of other people did a lot of work to get us to where we are now. And, like, the people in the WNBA and the Women's Soccer League, like, they continue to fight for equality. Like, it's a never-ending battle until we reach equality. And I would say seeing those little wins and seeing a lot of those first women to do blank, first girl to do blank, that gives me a lot of hope. Like, for example, I, when I was in seventh grade, I, um, remember, I remember that um, there was no professional women's hockey league. And this summer, I interviewed a professional women's hockey player who was part of a professional women's wow. hockey league. And that didn't exist when I was in middle school. And when I was in, like, seventh grade as well, I remember, like, all the guys were talking about Monet Davis and how she was, like, the first um, girl to ever pitch and win in the Little League World Series. And I got to interview her this summer. Yeah. And it's just things like that are so so cool because you see where we were like just like even like five short years ago and then you see where we are now and like progress like that that is what gives me hope and makes me really truly happy because I think that if that's what could happen in five years who knows we'll we'll be in like 20 
like things things are changing fast and it's really like it's happening and it's hopeful to see that yeah totally definitely learning from the past and looking back to see how much progress has already been made and then seeing even the tiniest things people are doing now because I think it also all goes back to that patience of it's going to take time to fix things but that doesn't mean you should just give up 100 percent. yeah I'm totally with you on that I feel Mm -hmm. like it's taking time but it's going to be progress made for people in the future who are going to have a start in a better spot than we were. Mm-hmm. So this might be a little hard, but what would you say to people who think that since it's going to take such a long time, it's kind of just not their responsibility, they'll be gone before change is made, anything like that? Well, um, I would say that attitude, I used to have that attitude like mm-hmm. in regards to a lot of different things like it's not really going to affect me so I shouldn't really do anything about it but then you it it you just come to realize that like there are things there are people in life who need you like it's like you need every single one of us like I would say fighting for things that don't impact us is like the true test of Mm -hmm. like our character I would say when when you go to fight as like an ally or as a supporter or someone who cares about it who's from the outside of the community but still supports the community I would say that makes a big difference because as a woman in sports we need strong male allies to help push our cause forward Mm -hmm. that's why the people like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James are so important and I think that like um having people and like I guess one of the previous NBA commissioners who created the WNBA like People like that are important to push the cause forward because they recognize that they are at an advantage and they are in a higher place of power because of how society was set up and doing something about it, helping the people who need help, like lifting each other up is what it's all about. So I would say just because something doesn't impact you directly doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything about it because you can always be a valuable resource and like ally to people who do need our help. And I guess if you don't help people when they need it, then what's what's privilege even for? Because I feel like people who use the privilege to help others, that's the, that's the purpose of what it's given to us for. Totally agree. Yeah, with privilege comes responsibility. Anyone who has that ability to help someone else has the responsibility to do so. And yeah, I think that's really amazing. Okay, so moving on to the kind of final portion, how would you advise listeners listeners at home to kind of take action, if you want to list maybe a couple actions they can take to work towards equality or just working towards progress in yeah. the area that you care about. Mm-hmm. So I would say um, in terms of women in sports, um, mm-hmm. one, listen to my podcast. Have to of course. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, um, support women in sports. Like watch women's matches on TV um support the WNBA um oftentimes people aren't given the prime time spot because there are quote-unquote not a lot of listeners go out of your way and support Mm -hmm. that um I would say don't use like demeaning language towards other women's fans or women's athletes if you are a man like don't question why people are fans of sports like it's just sports like everyone can be a fan like, um, I would say educate yourself on the different statistics of what's going on in women's sports. Follow the account, um, I think it's ESPNW or WESPN, the women uh, ESPN page, because that has a lot of things of what's moving forward in sports for women. 
And I would say that, like, um, just be an ally or be a supporter. Like, if you're not interested in sports, maybe just go ahead and test it out. It might not be your thing, but you can always, like, pick up a new interest. There are a variety of things that you could do, I would say, but, like, focusing on intentionally, uh, I would say, keeping women's sports in mind as, like, a forefront thing, and until the point where it's no longer just called women's sports, it's just called mm-hmm. sports, mm-hmm. that is, like, the goal. And I would say um, don't make comments that are negative about women in sports because a lot of women, what they're doing is absolutely amazing. Like, I would say... Comments like, oh, the WNBA isn't real. Like, you hear that a lot on the internet. Don't contribute to that. Like, watch the games, support those people who are working hard. And I would say continue to advocate and read stories. I would say the most powerful thing is knowledge. And by reading other people's stories and what other people are doing, then you're helping in a productive way. Like, you're helping promote the cause, I would say. But just for equality in general, I would just say the most the best thing you can do is use any privilege that you have, whether it's based on gender, sexuality, race, or religion, any privilege mm-hmm. you have to fight for those who don't have the privilege. Yeah, that's all seriously very, very amazing. And you're just spitting wisdom here. I love <laughs> everything you're saying. <laughs> okay, so that's that's it. So thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, go listen to Halftime Halfway. It's it's not optional. You have to go listen. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Hopeful Not Helpless. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again for the next episode. And remember, you can never be helpless when you have hope.